Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's to today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, if you've got ideas, topics for future episodes, please contact us by email ignition at sfcatholic.org or on twitter you can tweet to us sfdiocese hashtag ignition sfdiocese that's s as in sam f as in frank d-i-o-c-e-s-e hashtag ignition i want to hear like the army phonetic uh, alphabet okay. version of sierra oh shoot what's f foxtrot fire foxtrot delta india Ooh. oscar oscar nice um charlie echo sierra echo yeah, that's my Tom Clancy days. Ah, yeah, there. that's right. That's right. I learned it as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not here to talk about military fiction, though, Father. Oh, I guess not. Uh, so, so we are um, recording this in early August. This episode you're listening to. If you're listening to this on the radio, it's uh, mid-August. And a few months ago, now there was a a major um, Supreme Court decision that came out um, that certainly for for Catholics and other Christians um, had well was a topic of some discussion and conversation and that is the supreme court case obergefell um i don't remember who it's versus anymore obergefell versus hodges hodges Hodges. so hodges uh, so we you know we we father you and i we really um well we haven't addressed obergefell to this point uh for variety we haven't recorded any episodes of ignition since well you have speak for yourself really you didn't july you didn't tell me uh, yeah, I, uh, Father, see, there's this document that lists all the episodes that, you know, you could go in there and see that I had guest hosts throughout July. Oh. Thanks for paying attention to Ignition when you're not on the air, Father. Well, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you, Dr. Burke. Well, apparently it revolves around you because yeah? you didn't know that there were episodes of Ignition. You didn't know that? <laughs> well, hey, well, can they, then can I say this? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> Thank you. For saving this topic until I'm back with you. You are welcome. But oh. I did not, in, in in all honesty, I I, I wanted to wait and, and let things sort of simmer uh, down yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before simmer we Simmer down now. It. Yep. So, um, in fact, in uh, next week's episode, we're going to talk about getting riled up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we want to let things simmer down. Uh, simmer down. Uh, before we, we, we talked about it. And Father, um, you know, when, when we were sort of, prepping this topic you point out there are a number of different angles perspectives right. that we could take and I, we should be clear by the way we're sort of presuming so the case we're talking about is, obergefell is the supreme court case that that legalized across the country uh same-sex marriage so marriage legal marriage between two men two women correct um and obviously uh that that's in disagreement with a catholic christian but even traditional Human civilization understanding of the purpose of marriage. Right. I think even I think we can be bolder than just the word traditional, but even uh, the natural understanding of uh, the institution, the social institution of marriage. Right. 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 And so we're obviously going to be speaking uh, from a perspective of uh, 
the natural institution of marriage, one man, one woman for life uh, today. But just, you know, depending on listeners, maybe how you're listening to us today, just invite you uh, to listen to this with an open mind, with open ears, uh, as we talk in this way with open hearts. Um, and, uh, uh, and if you do get riled up by anything we say, please, please, please pull over to the side of the road if you're driving and wait to drive until you're calmed down. Okay. Seriously. So, and, but don't drive drive angry. And and also just as seriously, you know, our, our, um, putting on the email address and the, 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 the Twitter handle, um, we we do if you have questions if, if you've disagreeing questions even well why, what do you mean by that please let us know because the, um for for one thing it makes more interesting future episodes when yes. we can enter into dialogue in that way uh but we are doing this um out of i think well i know a common desire the two of us and and for uh christianity in general Catholicism in particular a desire for truth and and, and to enter in discussion about the nature of of what is true Right, and again, that overall purpose of Ignition to uh, explain the Catholic faith and invite others to live it. Exactly. So, so as you had pointed when we were prepping, there are a number of different angles we could could bring to them, and the, actually, I think it was the first one that you mentioned is is the one that we settled on, sort of seen over Obergefell as the culmination of really decades long um, separation, growing separation between that natural understanding of what marriage, historical mm-hmm. understanding of mm-hmm. marriage, including a Christian Catholic understanding um, of what marriage is from what contemporary American society understands the institution of marriage to be about. Right. Uh, so this isn't just a shot in the dark. This isn't just, or a shot out of the blue, a shot out of the dark. This isn't just a, uh, a big surprise pivot move. This is something that has been uh, in movement and in process uh, and not just for uh, months or years, but really decades. And that's, you know, fathers, when the decision came out, I, I read a number of the statements that the bishops of the United States, bishops of the, the Catholic bishops of the United States, um, their, their statements in response to Obergefell, including our own Bishop Swain, and uh, most, the vast majority of them, almost all of them said, talked about how this decision wasn't a surprise. Right. Now, it wasn't a fait accompli. I mean, the Supreme Court could have decided differently, but it wasn't shocking that it did so. And I think that the re- I, I, I'm guessing uh, the reason I was surprised for it is exactly what you just said. This is, uh, this did come a, a shout out of the blue. This has been, as you were just saying, something decades uh, uh, in process, right, uh, on on multiple levels in multiple areas that all concern the integrity of what marriage is, right. And this goes, and, and this was um, the debate leading up to Obergefell, and the debate that's going to continue after Obergefell. Right. The the question, what is marriage? You know, a couple episodes we were talking about the life issue. With, with the Planned Parenthood videos and talking about the, the central question, um, what is this embryo? Is it a human being? When does life begin? The central question here is what is marriage? Right. And, and uh, other wiser and smarter uh, um, commentators than me have pointed out the fact that in both cases of like Roe versus Wade and Oberfell versus Hodges, the actual question has not been dealt with. The actual question of when life begins and the actual question of what marriage is has not been dealt with. Right. You know, there's there's assumption the assumptions are made about when marriage or when life begins. There's assumptions that are made about what marriage is, but no actual like conversation about that. Right. Exactly. Right. And so we go ahead. We saw, so we saw, we, we see that here in the case of over, over, 
Obergefell. Um, and, and this separation over decades, as we were just saying, between the historic understanding, natural understanding of marriage and how we understand it today. What are some examples of, of how there's this been this divergence? Well, I think the three main ones that we had talked about um, would be uh, no-fault divorce, uh, the rise of contraception, and then uh, a culture of uh, pornography and, and, and lust. Right. Uh, and, and, and gratification, I suppose. Yep. Uh, be another way to think about that. But those, I think, are the main uh, aspects um, that are the, the, those are the three main road markers on this path. So, w- what we see historically, marriage has been understood to be a lifelong, a permanent union. So, there's a presumption of permanence. No fault divorce challenged that understanding. And so, the idea that marriage would be. In, in the vast majority of cases is, cases be until death do us part. That began to crumble with the legalization of no-fault divorce. Then the, the understanding of marriage as being oriented, including an orient, fundamental orientation towards the procreation and, and education of children, uh, that, that was assaulted with the widespread use of contraception. Correct. And then marriage being really um, an, an emotional bond uh, between the husband and wife, including a bodily bond, but where it's, 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 Two human persons coming together in body and soul. That's challenged by the widespread pornography culture, which just is about myself and my Correct. own gratification, my own pleasure. Right. A utilitarianism, a utilitarian, utilitarianization. Sure. Uh, yeah. Viewing sex in utilitarian, uh, utilitarian fashion. So, so, so these three movements in our culture um, really. Um, Attacking and and creating, therefore, a popular understanding of marriage, which really is at odds with historical marriage under natural right. marriage. Understood no, when for we a long say time. that we understand that there's like instances of uh, different views of marriage in cultures, but for the most part, like the idea of marriage, even in places where there's polygamous marriage uh, or things like that, still the idea was mostly centered around uh, the idea of raising uh, and begetting of children. Right. You know, marriage as this social institution to protect. Uh, this aspect that no government can do for itself, the raising begetting of children. Yep. It's interesting. I was reading uh, a book by uh, uh, some Catholic authors, uh, some bishops and cardinals about marriage. And in Roman common law, uh, so this is pagan Rome, uh, one of the main concerns about divorce was actually protecting progeny. Oh, sure. One of the main reasons to, to, to receive a divorce under Roman law uh, was in order to protect your, your hereditary line. So if there is suspicion or proof that uh, a wife was unfaithful because that put them the question of whose child is it right. into question, then divorce was permitted. So yep. the see how like even like divorce is around, is about children right. in that case, not in a good sense in any way whatsoever, but um, uh, just interesting to think about that. Yep. And, and and even it, you know as you said other understandings of marriage but children and permanence was still often the case right right as far as I, I mean I, I don't have an exhaustive research and someone could probably find a counterexample but uh, it seems to be very rare that you'd ever have a uh, culture with temporary uh, marriage right yeah. right so so in that way therefore Amer- contemporary American understanding of marriage has been drifting from that more, more historical than natural understanding of marriage for several decades now drifting or driven right yes because drifting implies you know, kind of an aimless course just going where the river takes you driven would seem to imply that we're going towards a specific destination that certain drivers 
uh, with hands at the wheel and feet on the gas want us to go. And to. I, I think I think both. I think some some of these things arose and and they've they've um, propelled this division mm-hmm. unintentionally. Others, though, it's been more intentional. And I think that that's the next point I think we're going to discuss is where this has been driven right. and is and is being driven. And before getting into this again, the debate, Roe v. Wade did not end the abortion debate. No. Obergefell versus Hodges did not and will not end this debate. No. no. So, so there is now an agenda, an understanding of marriage that's being driven. And understanding of the human person. Yeah. Right. That the point of the human person is to maximize pleasure and to minimize pain. Right. Right. And that, yep. So that's a specific philosophical point that maybe is not thought of consciously, but that's an understanding that's being advanced by Obergefell. Correct. So, so. And lived by many in our culture and all of us Christians affected by that worldview. It's in the air we breathe. Right. (sighs) Radioactive. Uh, So, what is. Never mind. I don't get that. Uh, I know. Uh, so what is the, in this case, what is it that's being driven? What's the agenda that's being promoted? Well, I mean, there's, there's numerous ones, I think. Um, but one, I think, you know, I, there's certain questions that can be raised. We didn't prep this one, but a certain question that could be raised is the agenda of, uh, uh, creating a movement, uh, towards the state as the overarching authority in human life. Yep. So the state, the civil government is the overarching authority when, uh, uh, when really, you know, fundamentally, the, the fundamental authority in natural human society are parents. Right. 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 And so in separating uh, sex from children and separating children, marriage from children, uh, what we find is that w- you start to create an authority vacuum, a formation vacuum. I was actually thinking about this uh, driving down, listening to the radio, uh, some sports radio, driving down to Sioux Falls to record this. And uh, it's amazing how many ads there are for .gov, mm. foodsafety.gov, mm. you know, getmoving.gov, play one minute, play 60 each day.gov, and all these different things are .gov, 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 by which I mean listeners, .gov websites. But just listen, if you ever listen to, to AM radio especially, just listen to see how many ads there are, sports radio, talk radio, whatever, how many ads there are for .gov uh, websites, you know, with the government as the only one who can teach you about how to wash your hands and to wash uh, 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 food surfaces while preparing a meal. Right. 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 I think the other thing too, um, this understanding, well, couple, going back to what you said before, understanding an understanding of the human person, um, divorcing who, well, I am who I want to be. Yeah. Whether I'm going to change my, my gender identity whether I'm going to marry who I want to marry, I am going to control myself and the world around me as much as I possibly can. Right, but in such a way that I want the authority and approval of a state. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So not only I'm going to do this and you have to say it's okay and good for me to do so. Right, right. So so not only do, so it's not just a matter of being free to do what you want, when you want, and the way you want. You know, well, why are you so upset, Father Andrew, about what someone might do in the privacy of their own home? And that's not the point, because marriage is a public action that's wanting public approval. Right, exactly. You know, I was struck by, you know, the local paper the day after uh, Obergefell uh, talked about how the the county in which I live, Mm -hmm. um, legally speaking, there's no longer any such thing as husband and wife. Mm. There's spouse A and spouse A and spouse B. Legally, so I now declare you spouse A and spouse B. Right, you may kiss the spouse. Right, 
Which um, we don't say in Catholic weddings anyway. Right. <laughs> so, so th- th- that's, yeah. Anyway, I think it's a bit more far, m- a bit further. We got a little afield. far afield on that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, th- I think it, another thing uh, with this agenda being promoted. So one, one line being promoted is the state as the overarching authority to human life yep. beyond parents, beyond religion. Uh, another uh, th- uh, ideology being promoted, again, is the idea of uh, seeking pleasure uh, at all costs, or, or, or just pleasure being the primary standard of life. And if anything's unpleasant, then some way your life is being infringed upon. And the name for that philosophy is hedonism. Right. That's what hedonism is. Maximize pleasure, minimize pain. Right. And, and, and so that pleasure is the only standard by which I live. Yep. Yep. Um, you mentioned a word there, ideology. Right. So ideology, uh, I-D-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Which is kind of fun to spell. Hello. Hello. Uh, Ideology. So uh, for a lot of younger listeners, like for older listeners on this and older people engaging the question, they're like, you know, what's what's so hard to discuss about here? It's pretty clear. Younger listeners are much more sensitive. My college students, uh, even people in my generation are much more sensitive to the idea of, wow, it's so mean for you to say no. And in fact, you're a bigot. You're, you're, right. you're filled with hatred if you tell uh, these two people that they can't get married just because they're not a man and a woman who haven't been married before. Um, and uh, and, the, and so there's this formation of an ideology. So you can think about an ideology as, as a worldview that has a couple parts to it, three parts really. So an ideology takes an evident fact and then absolutizes it. Okay. It takes, and then it uh, to that evident absolutized fact, it promotes a practical program as the only response to that absolutized fact. And then thirdly, no dissent is allowed from that viewpoint. Okay. Right? So that's kind of how an ideology operates. Okay. Now there's similarities of ideologies to systems of truth and worldviews like, you know, Catholicism, you know, does have certain evident facts that we do uh, take, but there, there, there's different aspects to this ideology. So what's going on in the same-sex marriage movement or the marriage equality movement is this idea, the, the desire to equate uh, the homosexual heterosexual difference as being the same as like the racial difference, African-American to European-American or the male-female difference, you know? And so because there's these... So that's the evident fact then? No, the evident fact is that... Um, uh, homosexual people have suffered uh, abuse okay. and uh, uh, discrimination. Okay. Right. Yep. And uh, and so because they experience that, that the answer to that is uh, these legalizations, okay. such as uh, the same sex. There's marriage. no there's no difference that should be uh, legally instantiated, legally right. Enforced. It is, it is that they'll say that the male female limitation of marriage is an irrational limit. Yep. It's a bigoted limit. It's based upon. Um, uh, false reasoning. Right. And then, of course, you know, no dissent is allowed from that viewpoints, you know, where you, you put something up on Facebook promoting marriage as one man and one woman and, you know, 500 people come out of the woodwork and say you're a hater. Right. right. The irony, and this kind of flows into our next point, the irony to me is, okay, then articulate for me why, what is marriage? Explain to me what you understand marriage to be. Tell mm. me if, if I'm the bigot, if I'm the one holding an irrational prejudice, use your reason, be rational, and explain to me why your position is right and mine is wrong. And most people can't do that. Right, right. Because because they don't know how to get into that. And so this ideology, ideological impact that Dr. Bergwin and I are talking about 
uh, on our young people and, uh, and many of us is it impacts ability to, to think and discuss in a way and dis- dispassionately. Yeah, I looked it up when we were talking about this and prepping this back in episode 69 of Ignition, which was quite a while ago, I think like four years ago, Father. Yeah, this is 227. Uh, yeah, so uh, it, we, we talked about mm. um, Christian Smith in particular, a, a sociologist who teaches now at Notre Dame um, and, and the studies he's done on, in particular, what we talked about in episode 69 um, was the ability of young Americans or inability for them to think rationally mm. about their moral views. And, and it was, I remember reading one of his, looking at one of his books and there's, um, well, I think that, uh, well, it's just wrong. I mean, he transcribed conversations with young adults who could not articulate in a clear way why certain things were right and other things were wrong. Right. Correct. And then that's where we see that we see that impact in that way. Yep. Yep. And so. Well, um, you know, with the time we have left on this episode, yeah, what do we do now? Yeah, let's talk. So, yeah, okay, this is all very interesting, hopefully. <laughs> now what? So what? What do we do? What do we as as Catholics in our having the limited sphere of influence and control that we do, how do we respond? Correct. So, um, you know, there's, there's lots of ways we can look at this. We can look at um, how do we address... Uh, this example, this is a, an example of judicial overreach, you know, which we'll explain in a moment. Uh, also, then, how do we shore up uh, the natural, true meaning of marriage? Uh, and, uh, and 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 also, like, you know, Doctor Bergwald, is there a way we could like put? The, I want to put this like in um, a soundbite. <laughs> what you know? I mean, I, I want to Twitterize this. I mean, you know, if you could put the statement of like what we're saying in like one sort of statement, you know, um, what would it be in this way? Well, I think like, so like if we're saying no, what are we saying yes to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. You see what yes, I'm saying? Yes. So so instead of just saying no, 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 what are we saying yes to? Yeah. So if you want to put this in a yes way, dear listeners, I think we'd say, you know, male, female, man, woman, sex, marriage, and children belong together. And they can only be separated with dire consequences. Well Twitterized. Yeah. So can you say that again? So uh, man and woman, male and female, sex and marriage uh, are only... Uh, and chill. Can I re-say this? Please. Can I, I, can I delete that tweet? Yes. Uh, male, female, sex, marriage, and children essentially belong together. They can only be separated with dire consequences. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's an apt... Twitter summary. Okay. And so to, to unite these, to keep them together as best we can. Now, I mean, for anyone who's a single mom, single parent, whatever it might be, you know, you, sometimes you didn't choose that situation. You know, so it's a difficult thing, you know, where you're abandoned or whatever it might be. Um, you know, and, and thank you if you had an unplanned child that you had your child. I thank you very much. And I, you know, support you in the raising of your child. But we, I think we all know that it's best to raise children in the full two-parent household of, of mother and father. And sociological studies show that. Right. Psychological and sociological yep. studies yep. show that. Yep. yep. Much as we might want to hide them, or some people want to hide them. So, um, so we have to live out that traditional and sacramental meaning of marriage. Yeah, I think that, that I mean, it seems sort of, I don't know, like, like uh, well, well, duh, or obvious, or like, okay, no, no, but really, what can I do? No, really, what you can do is live it. Yeah. 
That's not just some like, well, we should still give it a No, the way to advance it, when our culture is going a different way, we need to shine that much more brightly. Yeah, right. We need to live, for those of us, you know, Christian not, Catholic not, for those of us who believe in the natural historic understanding of marriage, if we really believe it is what it is, we need to live it out so that it is attractive to others. Because everything we said is true and has the consequences, good and bad mm-hmm. consequences that it does, that should be evident. When this goes back to the idea of, of you know, we've come to a culmination of a disintegration, or maybe not a culmination, but at least a new step in the disintegration of marriage. And so Catholics are just as guilty as many others of practicing contraception. Right. Catholics are just as guilty as many others in practicing divorce. Yep. And so we need to be all the more certain and sure of those uh, uh, against those attacks to the dignity and meaning of marriage. Right, right. Because when those things are as rampant, as widespread as we are, and when we live and, and are vocal about living a different way, and people see that that way gives us joy, uh, that f- is, is fulfilling and so on, it's going to make it attractive. Yeah. Uh, the truth is beautiful. It's compelling. It's appealing when we live it out. It's also afflicting too. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you, when, when you see the truth beautifully lived out, you're kind of like, oh, wow, I am not doing that. And I need to do that. Yep. And, th- and that's okay. It's okay to feel bad in that way. Cause that's a, a bad feeling that leads to, to a good result. Right. And so, so, so I think it, Living it out, and I think also, as you had pointed out in our in our prep, supporting others who are trying to live it out as well. Right. So maybe you know, maybe you're a priest, and so you're not married, or maybe you're uh, towards the end of your married life. Maybe you're a widow, widower. Maybe you're a divorcee. You know, a victim of divorce in that regard. Um, you can try to support others uh, to live this out. Yeah. Yep. So so. Um, this is we didn't we didn't plan this. <gasps> Uh, how do we do that? What is what what is what do you think? What does that mean? Like, how, how can we? I think just okay. Self sacrificial well, love is one yep. thing that comes to mind. Yep. So the the witness of so within your own marriage, those of you that are married, the witness of self sacrificing love that's number one and important. Number two, being attentive to your neighbor. So you know uh, your neighbor is all of a sudden empty nest now, and so the kids are gone, and make sure you reach out to them, offering them time. So be like you know. Uh, or they, they still have kids at home, double date. Yep. You know, so maybe you're a family that has no children at home anymore. Maybe you go out on a double date with your neighbor, young neighboring couple just to have some social time together. Right. Things like that. Um, you know, encourage people to go uh, on retreat experiences that might help uh, uh, form their marriage yep. in that way. Yep. Yep. So uh, praying, living it out, reaching out to others around us. Having a picnic. Happy. <laughs> Block party. Jesus ate with sinners. There we go. <laughs> you know? Yep. I mean, and so I think it's not a big program in that way. It's not like here, if we exactly. if we elect this person into, by the way, I'm getting really sick of people telling us, well, if we only get control of this aspect of government, then we can change things. Then you get control of that. And then they're like, well, we get control of this one. Anyways, yeah. we're never going to be able to change things unless we're changing ourselves. Ourselves. In that way. So uh, this uh, began, and we'll t- be talking a lot about this actually next week, but controlling first mm-hmm. and foremost myself. Mm-hmm. Who I do have control. Self-control? Self-control. Oh, man. And with that happy note, once again, <laughs> we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. And again, uh, if you have questions about everything, anything we've said, agreeing or disagreeing, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet to us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag Ignition. Um, any thoughts, any questions, any ideas for future episodes, let us know. 
Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.